Section 21 of The Book of Whales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Mike Botez. The Book of Whales by Frank Evers Bedard. Chapter 10, Part 2. The genus Neomeris is to be characterized by the absence of a dorsal fin and the number of teeth, 18 to 26. The skull characters are as in Phocena. Vertebrae D13, L12, C29 equals 63. This genus has been already referred to on account of the rows of tubercles which stud the back in the place of the absent dorsal fin. It is a genus which is barely to be distinguished from Phocena, according to most authorities. Of the cervical vertebrae, the last five are free. Seven ribs are two-headed. The sternum is short and broad, and has four pairs of ribs attached to it. There is but one species, Neomeris phocenides, Cuvier. It is unnecessary to give a definition of this species, as the principal characters have been already given in the description of the genus. Its color is entirely black save for the purplish-red patch on the upper lip and one on the throat. This porpoise is about four feet long and inhabits the seas of India, Cape of Good Hope, and Japan. Mr. True thinks that a species noted merely from a native drawing and described as Delphinapterus Molagan by Sir Richard Owen is the same. Molagan is, of course, a native name for the porpoise. Neomeris curaciensis, Murray, is but a synonym. Mr. Murray, the describer of this last, remarks that it has 18 teeth on each side of each jaw, besides two or three which were scarcely visible through the gums and situated out of the line of the other teeth in front of the jaws. In shape, these teeth are quite unlike the rest, being conical instead of flattened or compressed. May this possibly be compared to the rudimentary teeth of Ziphides? In the stomach of this whale, prawns of the genus Peneus were found. The genus Delphinus has the teeth small and numerous, 47 to 65 in number. Vertebrae C7, D14, 15, L21, 22, CA30, 32 equals 73 or 76. Atlas and axis fused, the rest free. Palatal border of maxillaries deeply grooved. Phalanges 
1, 2, or 3. 2, 8, or 9. 3, 5 to 7. 4, 2 to 4. 5, 1 or 2. Fins falcate. Beak distinct and long. This genus, which embraces not more than three ascertained species, may be termed the true dolphins. They have a long beak and are to be distinguished from all other delphinidae by the deep grooves on the palatal surfaces of the maxillaries, producing thus a separation between the alveolar border and a raised median ridge. Though there are not more than three ascertained species, according to Mr. True, an immense number of names have been given. The common dolphin, Delphinus delphis, appears to be identical with animals that have received the following names. D. major, D. fulvofasciatus, D. forsteri, D. janira, D. pomegra, D. berdi, D. mori, D. Walkri, D. Nove Zelandiae, D. Abimanus, D. Marginatus, D. Fuscus, D. Suverbianus, D. Variegatus, D. Balteatus, D. Algerienis, D. Moscatus. This lengthy list is the result of giving a new name to a dolphin captured or observed in a fresh locality. We have simply to do with a cetacean of exceedingly wide range, or as Lacepede, who delighted more in symmetrical sentences than in a plain record of cold fact, observed. It is met with in the favourable climes of the temperate zones, under the burning firmament of the equatorial seas and in the horrible valleys which separate the enormous mountains of ice which time builds upon the surface of the polar ocean as so many funeral monuments to nature who is there expiring. Delphinus Delphis Linaus Length 7 feet 5 inches Form slender, forehead sloping gradually, dorsal fin narrow, teeth 46 to 50, figure 32. This is the dolphin par excellence, the dolphin of the ancients. It is common among other places in the Mediterranean, hence its frequent observation. But it is perhaps hardly necessary to mention the fact it has been often confounded with the fish Coryphena. Hence the legends as to its dying colors and to many of its more purely fish-like attributes. On the other hand, regarding it as a fish, the ancients were impressed by its unfish-like intelligence. Upon this confusion were doubtless based the legend of Arian and the Dolphin 
and other similar stories. Scaliger speaks of it as nobilissimus cetaceorum. As a matter of fact, the colours of this animal are unusually variegated for a cetacean and liable to much variation, hence the multitude of species. The best figure illustrating this hues is contained in a memoir by Sir William Flower. The usual black of the dorsal and white of the ventral surface is supplemented by two lateral areas of a fulvous or grayish tinge. A black or greenish band extends from the lower jaw to the base of the pectoral fin. There is a ring of black round the eye. One or two bands of grayish or greenish traverse the light color of the lower part of the sides. The sharply marked off beak of the dolphin, which it shares, of course, with many other delphinidae, has given rise to such vernacular names as bec d'oie, and the form of the head, often repeated in ancient boats, shows that perhaps a hint as to the proper form of a boat was derived from this swift creature. The ancients appear to have confused, to some extent, dolphins and sharks, for they speak of the mouth of the former being ventral in position, and say that the animal is obliged to turn upon its back before it can swallow its prey. Pliny, who always mixed up the fact and fiction in one inextricable tangle, added to this imaginary portrait the further detail that the dolphin was armed with a long and spiny fin with which it could successfully attack other creatures, possibly a confusion with the long and narrow dorsal fin of Orca. Its movements are rapid. It has been called the arrow of the sea, and the proverb has emphasized this. Of those who desire something impossible, it is said that they wish to catch a dolphin by the tail. The curved form in which the conventional dolphin of heraldry is exhibited is an indication of the frequency with which this cetacean will leap out of the water. Under these circumstances, the body is naturally arched. On coins, medals, and coats of arms of Mediterranean countries and cities, the dolphin takes the place that the Biscayan whale does along the northern shores of Spain. A dolphin forms the arms of the eldest son of the King of France, who was styled, in consequence, Dauphin. This seems to be a curious reversal of the canting crest. The Dauphin took the style from the arms of Dauphiné in other cases, e.g. Lucy's equals Pike, the Lucy's. The arms were from the name of the individual. So many tales dating from antiquity have been told concerning the intelligence and usefulness to a man of the dolphin, that the following modern one may be not without interest. In Morton Bay, 
relates Mr. Fairholm, the natives used to aid the men in the capture of mullet, a kind of a porpoise. When a shoal of fish come into the bay, the natives with their spears make a peculiar splashing in the water. Whether the porpoises really understand this as a signal or think it is a fish, it is difficult to determine, but the result is always the same. They at once come in towards, driving the mullet before them. The relator of this incident thinks that the whales really understand and assist. The dolphin, when born, is one of those species which have a few hairs, five to seven, have been counted on each side, forming the moustache. Delphinus longirostris, Cuvier, may be a distinct form. It is thus defined. Teeth, 58 to 65. Rostrum very elongated, about 67.9% of whole length of the skull. This species is only to be defined by the above characters, and its external characters are unknown. It is therefore not very satisfactory, but is retained in deference to Mr. True's researches. Mr. True, identical with Gray's Delphinus capensis, it comes from Malabar. The third and last species, Delphinus roseventris, Wagner, is in length barely four feet. Form stout, forehead abruptly sloping, beak long, dorsal fin broad, teeth 48. The genus Prodelphinus is carefully to be distinguished from Delphinus. It has a distinct beak, dorsal and pectoral fins falcate, vertebrae C7, D14 or 15. L22, 19 or 21. CA, 29 to 38, equals 69 to 81. Pterygoids in contact. Phalanges, 1, 2, 2, 9, 3, 7, 4, 3, 5, 1. Of this genus, Mr. True remarks, the chief character which has been brought forward as separating it from Delphinus is a negative one, the absence of deep lateral palatine grooves. It also comes near to Tursio. The main feature here, which distinguishes the two genera, are the fewer teeth and more numerous vertebrae. The three genera are quite close together. Some 23 species have been assigned to this genus, but these may be reduced, according to Mr. True, to eight. It is pretty well universally distributed. There seems to be nothing of interest to record in the habits of these dolphins. Prodelphinus plagiodon, cope, is seven feet in length. Dorsal fin falcate. Color, spotted. Teeth, 37. Vertebrae, 69, of which 14 dorsal. This dolphin 
comes from the Atlantic coasts of North America and from the Gulf of Mexico. Prodelphinus malayanus. Lesson. Length about seven feet. Color uniform ashy. Teeth thirty nine. There is too little either to identify with the genus Prodelphinus or to differentiate it as a species. The skull was not described by the original describer of the species, but by Schlegel. That it is with great hesitation that it is here included. It is an East Indian species. Prodelphinus attenuatus, grey, color dark above, ashy grey below, teeth 35 to 44, vertebrae 81, of which 15 dorsal. The very large number of vertebrae distinguish this species so far as is known. It appears to be identical with the following three species. Delphinus pseudodelphis, Wigman, Steno capensis, Gray, Climene punctata, I.D. It is widely distributed, Cape Horn, Cape of Good Hope, Bay of Bengal, North Atlantic. Prodelphinus keruleo albus, Mayan, has the dorsal fins not deeply emarginate, 14 dorsal vertebrae, teeth 50, habited South America. This dolphin has the lateral strip, which is found in many of the species of Prodelphinus. Prodelphinus euphrosin, gray, with probable synonyms, D. styx, gray, D. tethios, Gervais, D. marginatus, Duvernoy, Tursio dorsides, gray, Climene dorides, gray, Climenia euphrosinoides, id, has a length of about eight feet, dorsal fin high and falcate, pectoral fins small, vertebrae. 76, 15 dorsals, teeth 45. Like the preceding species, this has a long, narrow, black stripe proceeding from the eye to the vent, with a branch given off to the pectoral fin and another behind it, habited Europe to South Africa. Prodelphinus lateralis, peel. This species, of which the name was altered to Lagenorhynchus in the second edition of the Mammalia of the U.S. Exploring Expedition, may be thus defined from the imperfect existing knowledge of it. Length, 7 feet 6 inches. Form, stout. Snout, small. Teeth, 41. Habitat, Pacific. Latitude 13 degrees, longitude 161 degrees. It seems to be mainly the lateral black line which justifies the inclusion of this species in the present genus.
for its cranial characters are not known. Of Prodelphinus frenatus, F. Cuvier, not a great deal is to be said. It is in length up to six feet. Teeth, 38. Vertebrae, 70. 14 dorsals. Atlantic and Indian Oceans. The following reputed species seem to be in all probability synonyms. D. frontalis, du Sumier. D. doris, gray. D. climene, gray. Climenia normalis, gray. D. alope, gray. D. microps, gray. D. stenorhynchus, gray. Are probably not allied species, but merely synonyms. The only two of the names given in the list of synonyms which applies to anything more than a skull is D. frontalis and D. frenatus, which has the characteristic dark band from the angle of mouth to pectoral limb. Prodelphinus longirostris, gray. Length, nearly seven feet. Vertebrae, 73, 14 dorsals. Teeth, 52. Palate with traces of lateral groove. CF, Delphinus. Rostrum, very long. Japan, Malabar. Cape, coast of Brazil. Cape Horn, Galapagos, and Australia. Genus Lagenorhynchus. This genus may be defined in the following terms. Head with short, not very distinct beak. Dorsal and pectoral fins falcate. Teeth small, 22 to 45 in number on each jaw. Vertebrae, 73 to 92. Pterygoid bones in contact or separate. Rostrum not exceeding or scarcely exceeding length of cranium. This genus is another to which quite a large number of species have been referred. But a number of them are barely definable, and it is a difficult, at present perhaps impossible, task to discriminate them with accuracy. I give some description here of nearly all the species that are allowed by true, a number, be it observed, in excess of the probable species of Sir William Flower's enumeration. In addition to the features of the genus mentioned in its definition, Lagenorhynchus is characterized by the length of the neural and transverse processes of the lumbar vertebrae. Mr. True also comments upon the presence of an area of bright color, rather high up on the side between the dorsal fin and the flukes, as a mark of Lagenorhynchus. It is, according to the last mentioned observer, nearest to Prodelphinus, Climenia. The first species of the genus Lagenorhynchus obscurus, gray, has the external form as in acutus, but beak not distinctly marked off. 
Teeth, 30 to 32. Pterygoids in contact. Length, 5 feet 6 inches. This species is chiefly to be distinguished by the absence of a distinct marked-off beak. This gives to the dolphin an appearance not at all like that of other species of the genus, and it has indeed been referred to Prodelphinus. But, as already mentioned, these two genera are not very far apart. It is a southern form. Lagenorhynchus thicolia, also named by Gray, is known from a single skull only. Its chief feature is the large number of teeth, 45, and it is on these grounds that it has been admitted to specific rank. In Lagenorhynchus superciliosus, Schlegel, the teeth are 30. Vertebrae, C7, D13, L20, CA33 equals 73. Pterygoids in contact. This species from the Cape of Good Hope is only known by a skeleton. Lagenorhynchus fitzroyi, waterhouse, equals D. cruciger, koi and gamard. L. clanculus, gray, has a length of 5 to 6 feet. Beak, short. Dorsal fin, large teeth 28 pterygoids in contact whether the above synonyms relate to one and the same species is far from a certainty dr gray indeed adds obscurus and superciliosus to the list but in any case all the forms mentioned in the list are from the shores of Patagonia and from the Southern Ocean. They are also much patched with white and have, according to illustrations, much the same external appearance. As mentioned before, the discrimination of the different species of dolphins is a task beyond the capacities of those who have not the entire museums of the world at their command. The next species, Lagenorhynchus electra, of grey, has only 23 teeth in each jaw. Skull, massive. Rostrum, broad, long and flat. Mesethmoid, much ossified and visible superiorly. The four following names are probably to be regarded as synonyms. L. Asia gray electra obtusa id delphinus fusiformis owen Fossena pectoralis peel of p pectoralis only is the external form known this species appear to differ from all other members of the genus by the amount of ossification in the mesethmoid and by its appearance on the dorsal surface of the skull. The species is from the Indian Ocean and the tropical Pacific. The two next species are British and can be easily separated. 
Lagenorhynchus albirostris, grey, has a length of 9 feet, teeth 26, vertebrae C7, D15 or 16, L23 or 24, CA43 or 45, equals 88 or 92, 5 ribs, rich sternum, 6 or 7 two-headed, pterygoids in contact. This species occurs on our own coasts and is, so far as is known, purely a northern species. It appears that the winter is passed in the more temperate regions of the north and the summer in the arctic regions. The dolphin goes about in large bands and is a fish-eater in the main. Lagenorhynchus acutus, grey. Delphinus escricti, schlegel. D. leucopleurus, rash. Length, 8 feet. Dorsal fin, high. Beak, small. Teeth, 35 to 37. Vertebrae, C7, D14 and 15, L18 to 22, CA38 to 41 equals 78 to 82. Pterygoids in contact. This also is a northern species. It occurs in vast herds of as many as 1,500 individuals on the coast of Norway. It is then in pursuit of the herrings. A skeleton in the British Museum has the four last cervicals free. Six of the ribs are two-headed, but as few as five and as many as seven may be so. Lagenorhynchus obliquidens, gill, may be distinguished in the following terms. Length, seven feet, some inches. Color, greenish-black above, with lateral broad longitudinal stripes of white-gray and dull black, white below. Teeth, 31. Vertebrae, C7. D13. L24. CA30 equals 74. Pterygoids, not in contact, divergent posteriorly. This is a North Pacific species of exceeding activity. It congregates in herds of many hundreds, tumbling over the surface of the sea or making arching leaps, plunging again on the same curve or darting high and falling diagonally sideways upon the water with a spiteful splash, accompanied by a report that may be heard at some distance. When a brisk breeze is blowing, they frequently play about the bow of a ship, going at her utmost speed, darting across the cut water and shooting ahead, or circling around the vessel, apparently sporting at ease. These porpoises feed upon small fish, and says Scammon, 
act up to their character of the sea swine, filling themselves to repletion. As with other dolphins, these animals will collect in calm weather in immense herds huddled together on the surface of the water. Finally, Dr. Moreno has described Lagenorincus flowery from the Bay of Santa Cruz. It is one meter and twenty-nine long, with nearly the whole of the middle part of the body white. The rest is black. The teeth are twenty. End of section twenty-one. Recording by Mike Botez.